Hello, all my Mistress Ditas. I know we are about to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Masterpiece album Erotica, and that I've not been as active on social media or bringing you fresh episodes as frequently. But, you know, I tried to stay ahead, and I tried to stay on top, but while doing this podcast does bring me joy, I've had to share my time with another lifelong passion for performing, and I have been busy with rehearsals and shows for these past few months, living out my American dream. I do want to thank my guest Marvin for being so patient getting this episode published, and it's going to be a good one. It's going to be broken out into a few parts because American Life is quite an album to discuss. So without further ado, please enjoy part one of American Life. Welcome back to the Madonna Get Together podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and today we are going to be talking about American life. And our guest today, from the moment Open Your Heart hit the airwaves, our next guest fell in love with our queen, providing the love profusion and the influence Madonna would have over his life. Please don't try to tell him it was a dream and all for nothing, because nothing fails when you are a true blue fan. Whether it is feeling like Madonna's muse during her reinvention tour, staring at her amazement, or getting fist bumped during I Rise at the Madame X show, please welcome Marvin. Hey Marvin, how are you? Hi Wayne, I'm good, I'm good. I'm really happy to be here. And tell yeah. us where you're talking to us from. You're well, in the I'm UK, in... but I, I forget where. I'm I'm in London, I live in London. And, um, I'm originally from Manchester, but I've lived in London for the last 16 years, so yeah. London. Uh, okay. Yeah, South London. Fitting that you are in the UK, because we are talking about American life. Yes. And I would love to hear your perspective as someone from the UK uh, on American life and Madonna's view of it. Before we go into American life, the album, I do want to talk about where we are in the landscape of like Madonnaism. So Madonna had just come off of a very successful album with music and with the uh, Drown World Tour. And then she released GHV2, um, which I feel like is was a wasted project. I feel like yeah. there could have been... I actually think that Finally Enough Love, which I want to ask you about in a second too. Um, finally Enough Love for what that is that was just released. I feel like that's what should have been released around GHV2. Yeah, just kind of like a remix... Greatest hits, um, but we just got finally enough love. I'll ask. I'll ask you real quick your thoughts on it. Do you have it? Do you have a favorite track off of it? I have it. I love it. And I, to be honest, I think my favorite. I have a different favorite track every time I listen to it. But I, um, I have this habit late at night of listening to something on Spotify and sending it to everyone because I think they'll love it as much as me. <laughs> and what I did the other night, it was. Um, it was Girl Gone Wild, that, the Avisi mix, because that wasn't the Avisi mix that was released at the time, was it? So I'm like, yeah. oh, this is this is so new and fresh. So I sent it to people who didn't reply. Yeah. They probably thought, oh, it's Marvin again sending them some random Madonna stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but it does, it flows really well. And I've heard other people say this, but even like the choice of remixes is really important. Like the erotica one, like mm -hmm. I have more, I have, there's other remixes that I, 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 I like much better like the Madonna's in my Jeep mix and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? I really love those mm -hmm. hip hop influences. So the one she released on um 
um, finally enough love. I was quite surprised, but when you hear it in context of the album, it just works completely. And I think that's... Yeah. My favorite track, though, actually would probably go back to when you started liking Madonna, the Open Your Heart video mix. Oh, it's the video mix, isn't it? Yes, 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 true. I mean, I know it's sort of like a simple... Like, it's the album version, just with a Mm. different intro tacked onto the front of it. Well, that intro means everything, doesn't it? Because you picture the video. It it does all come back to you. Yeah. Felix, and I only wish... you wanted to be Felix. I'm sure you wanted to be Felix too. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just wanted wanted to see her perform. So I would have been the guy with the Coke bottle glasses. (laughs) I'm choosing that guy. No one's messing with me. I get to watch her perform. And... that guy looks like he has money to keep putting That's in there. That's true. But he doesn't get to slot, dance so. up. He doesn't get to dance up the road with Madonna at the end with a spiky he hair. He doesn't. That's true. That's <laughs> yeah. true. That's true. Oh, and which versions? Did, how many versions did you buy? Were you oh. the one that bought like every single oh, variation you know of it? Or? I'm not. Um, I'm not an, a collector in terms of. I didn't buy the six the six LPs, and the reason I didn't do it is because. I just hear nightmares about shipping and stuff like that and things and stuff. So yeah, I didn't buy multiple versions. I'm not a person. I heard some people had customs issues Mm. with that one. Um, Yeah. And I ordered, I I basically have all of them. (laughs) Well done. I don't know what I'm going to do with them, but I've got, I've got the six LP. I've got the silver version i've got the red version the clear version and the regular and i have two copies of the black version because i failed to realize that i had ordered from drowned world records i ordered the indie version which comes with the slip mat and i didn't realize oh wait maybe i don't remember but i ended up getting two black versions with the um this the colored slip mat the, the one that's the full color picture of the 50 track slip mat. So I have two of those and then one slip mat. That's the black and white cover of the 16. I've got so many and I don't even know what I'm going to do with them. And then the rebel heart, um, vinyl. Oh, the swirl one, the, the live version. But it annoys me. Why is she only put 14 tracks on that? I mean, she does that with all the live albums and it really annoys me because yeah. if you get a live album, you want the whole show. And maybe it's for quality was, control. Maybe you, she would have needed to make it a double album just because, well, obviously. Especially, like, with um, Confessions, right? Because with Confessions, when, when it was a live, but it was only CD. But she put the Live to Tell intro, but not yeah. Live to Tell. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? <laughs> I don't want to hear your dancers talk about their life struggles as kids. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> Very odd. Very odd. Okay. Um, let us Oh, before we move on, on, did you, did you oh. see... Um, the video shoot in New York for Hung Up, the remix. What do you think of I her? did. I have seen the, the clips of that. And I, uh, <laughs> I feel like what I'm seeing now with Madonna, and this is no shade to her. I feel like I, I love her. I love watching what she does. And I love watching her um, be creative. This look doesn't really speak to me. It kind of just looks like your mom was let in the club and oh, now she's dear. dancing around with everybody. Oh, no. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. It's just yeah, more of like, yeah, yeah. okay, mom, you go have your fun. I'm going to go on this side of the club and yeah. I'm going to go dance we'll with my later. friends. You go ahead and, and you know, have fun Do with your, your new friends. I'm going to go hang out with my friends, but I'll catch up with you later. 
like that's how i feel that's my relationship with madonna now it's yeah. it's more of like um i think before i and it, i think it the analogy could be used that it it is like your parents right like madonna's 20 years older than me so i kind of look at her as a motherly figure and i look at it in the sense that you know um as a child you always put your your parents on like a pedestal so to speak and then there's a certain point where you realize oh they're a human being also they're just like me Mm. i just don't realize it yet and i think once i get to the the point in maturity where it's almost like okay i no longer need my parents approval i don't i no longer need their assistance in what i do i'm living my own life it's more of like I can now look at those as as two mutually exclusive things. There's what my parents do, and there's what I do. And for me, that's what Madonna is to me. She she still is continuing to do her work and her creative work. I love her for it, and I love that she keeps doing it. I don't necessarily connect to all of it as much as I used to, but I still admire her for it, and I still want to see what she's going to do next, and I still you know, we'll buy seven copies of an album <laughs> yes. and, you know, I, I still love her and I still want to see what she does and it has nothing, it's no shade. And I just like, I, it's not from, it may not be for me, but it might be for another fan. And that's, that's enough for me. I love the, um, I love that analogy, but what I thought, as you were saying it, um, it doesn't usually take 40 years to feel that way about your parents. So is it? True. So well, sometimes. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, so generally, when you get to an age when you can remember your parents, and you go, oh my gosh, they're just like I was. Sorry, I'm just like they was. I'm the age they was. And yeah. they were just going through the same trials and tribulations and stuff. But for someone to, for us not to feel this until 40 years into someone's career is phenomenal, isn't it? Do you know what I mean, I don't think any any fan of any other sort of musician or something has had as lucky as we are yeah but back to american life yes so um i want to kind of just go through what was happening around she just finished drowned world tour and everything ghv2 and then um there was announced an announcement of some things that she was working on i believe she was working on a movie with her husband swept away Mm -hmm. um which I and love, by the way. And probably do the you only love that movie? Love, I love it. I, I know it word for word. I could quote everything to you. I don't hate it. I, it, it. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, it doesn't really speak to me. It's not the kind of movie that I would like if it wasn't Madonna. Therefore, no, not at all. Not I don't at all. want the reason why I like it. It's just because Madonna. There's some great scenes in there. It's filmed really well. She's got nice tan skin. Her eyes <laughs> yeah. really pop. Yeah. Um, visually it's great. I think storyline is just like, it's frustrating. And I think it's so bad. It's good. That's why I like it. I don't yeah. think it's a cinematic triumph. I just think it's a terrible movie. That's so watchable. It's unbelievable. I can watch it over and over, not over and over, obviously, but I've watched it a good few times a year. That she doubt. made her husband make. I don't think yes. he had any no. desire to do this movie at all, <laughs> no. but he's like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah. Uh, this is during the time where, you know, Things were going well with yeah, Guy Ritchie. Yeah. They were um, like the hot couple, weren't they? Especially in the UK. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. We adored, well, the general public adored Madonna living with one of our own sort of thing with Guy and things like that. So Yeah. 
And then she also, it was announced that she was doing the new James Bond theme, which yes. was Die Another Day. And I believe she, there was a different title. It was going to be... Um, Can't You See My Mind? Right. Yeah. Which would have been a different title to the song than it was the movie, which would have been her first. Mm-hmm. But then Chris Cornell took that with Casino Royale, I believe. Okay. Um, you with you, my you know my name, right? I think right. I think that's what it was. He was the first artist to not do the same song title. So Madonna kind of got. I don't know if she was talked into like, can you just make a song that's the same yeah. title as the movie, please? <laughs> I've heard two different versions. I've heard can Can you see my mind is a ballad, and then I've heard another version where it's actually just a different version of Die Another Day. So I don't know. Really. Yeah, I don't know what's what this, what's. The I don't know all the intricacies of that one. Um, I think at a certain point, when there's so many rumors that so many rumors have swirled around over the years, and then some have been cleared up since, mm-hmm. I haven't gone back to <laughs> acknowledge the cleared up rumors. So I yeah. don't even know. <laughs> what did you think when you first heard "Die Another Day"? Um, I actually really remember coming into my kitchen, putting the radio on, and it's when she used to be played on Radio One. Mm-hmm. And it came on, and I just remember, it, and sounding odd. That's the first word that I can think of remembering, because um, and not an odd in a um, don't tell me way, you know, the stop and start. It was odd in a like, it was quite jarring, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And I remember being excited about the strings. I remember being really excited about the strings because yeah. they were so epic and stuff. But <laughs> I didn't <laughs> love it instantly, to be honest. Which was a first for me. Uh, for me, you know, like I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's a good track, as far as a James Bond theme. Yeah. It's it's not horrible, but I feel like he's a man from Iron Breathless did a better job at making a, yes. John, a James Bond theme than this one. But it doesn't mean I hated it. I just didn't think it fit at the time. Now looking back with hearing how many people have done something different for a James Bond song. Hers isn't as bad as I want. I never thought it was bad. I just didn't think it was like, it didn't have that James Bond sound, that James Bond feel that you have heard from all previous ver- uh, previous songs that were used for films. And maybe that's why she did it. She wanted to do something different and just something more upbeat than something that kind of sounds... The only I thing is that there's not a lot of drama to the song, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the thing that James Bond themes typically have, especially previous to Madonna, is that they all had the like this grand dramatic theme, except maybe View to Kill, which yeah, is, I was going to say that. Yeah, I love that song. <laughs> yeah, but, but even that one is not. I think James Bond at the time was quite campy, wasn't it? So it probably yeah. works. But have you ever seen the film Die Another Day? Yeah, yeah, I I've saw never it in seen the movie it. theater. Oh, did you? I've only ever is seen Madonna's in it. Yeah, I've only seen her scene, and I've, and I've watched the intro, and I thought that on the intro, when Die Another Day was playing, it was speeded up, so it lost a lot of its punch and impact. I don't mm-hmm. know if they speeded up because it was long, but I remember thinking, this doesn't sound good, this is not how the song should sound, because I love the song now, don't get me wrong, I love it as a standalone um, song, and I love, I love the video and everything, but I'm just, I would just put myself in the um, shoes of people who was watching the film, and this song comes on, and... and because it speeds by so quick. It, it might have been my imagination, but it seemed to just speed by so quick. Didn't have the hit, the umph, or anything that the original song's got. 
I don't know if that was intentional or whether that was just because I listened to it in the context of the song and of the film. Sorry. Yeah, I'd have to rewatch it again, but it's, I, I and I guess people consider her a Bond girl too. I don't consider her a Bond girl because her character didn't really come across as a Bond girl because Bond girls are usually the ones that sleep with James Bond. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she didn't. She played yeah. a lesbian. Yes. In this movie, and she was a fencing instructor, which was very apropos to the video that she did for Die Another Day, where she basically had to learn to fence. And, um, but I would have looked, 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 to have looked like the video. I don't think the, um, she looked, it, it was a flattering look in the film. I would have preferred the character in the film to look like the character in the video. Yeah. Because she looked hot. It, it was, it, it was like, yeah. so much better. In the video, though, they did. Which I think is a Madonna first, where they did a making of the video on MTV. Yes, they did. So that was the first time I believe Madonna has really let someone backstage to like behind the scenes into her video making process. So I thought it was really cool to at least do it with this video um, because there's a lot going on in this video yeah, too. Definitely, and so uh, expensive as well. I think it's still in the top three. I think it's Michael Jackson and then two Madonnas. I think the top five most expensive videos are Express Yourself, Die Another Day, Bedtime Story, Scream, and something yeah. else. But yeah, and also it would have tied That's into crazy. the promotion of the film. So I've um, yeah. a making of the video as well, I suppose. So, Do you have a favourite remix? Yes, the Felix the House Cat, but not the one that's on the um, Finally Enough Love. I've got it here, actually. It's um, the Retro Collecto Mix. Is that the one where she? it starts out where like... It sounds really like, and she starts speaking. Yeah, and she's like, "I think I'll die." I that's it. Die. Yes, that's, that's my favorite one. one. That's my yes. favorite one. Oh, and we actually, match. because of how haunting it sounds. So I did this thing like years ago where I made. Um, I'm going completely off topic here. I made my own Halloween mix, and I used this version of the song because I felt like it was a good fit. Yes, definitely. Okay. Well, when we get to closer to Halloween, I'll have to I'll have to post my mix out there and people yes, want to check it out. So technically, "Die Another Day" is technically the first single off of "American Life," which I always hate. I always hate when a movie song or that that she does for a movie or something ends up being just like thrown on the album just mm -hmm. for for shiggles, shits and giggles. It was done with "American Pie." Yes. on music in the uk in the uk only yeah so you didn't have right. it on not in the us phone. so i didn't get that so i understand the frustration because having to end music on american pie is she obviously didn't me. like it did she she hated that yeah um it, it also happened with true blue so i don't know if live to tell was intentionally made for true blue or if it's as she was writing it oh this would fit on my new album but it came out to promote at close range yeah. before it was decided to put on the next album. Yeah. And so I hate well, calling first singles when they technically weren't to promote the album itself. I agree. But I think true blue would be a poorer album without live to tell. I think Absolutely. that's introduced depth and stuff, but yeah, I don't think it was part of the actual yeah. project. Absolutely. It's not Preach, I, wasn't it? That kicks everything off with true blue. Definitely. Yeah. And that's what I typically consider her first single off True Blue is Pop yeah. Don't Preach. I mean, I 
technically it is live to tell just like technically it is die another day but mm-hmm. also this is the first time where die another day is labeled on the album from the mgm motion picture die another day i yeah. fucking hate that i hate seeing those <laughs> words next to the song it's like yeah. yeah we know it's from die another day the song is called die another day you don't need to tell me it's from the movie on the actual track listing i i'm sure it was contractual why yeah. she had to do that but i just hate i hate that if you want it to be part of the album make it part of the album but don't, mm-hmm. it's it's almost like it's an interruption to the flow because it, visually as i'm looking at the track listing it looks like a disruption to the flow especially mm-hmm. since it was stuck like next to last song yeah i feel like there was probably some other tracks that could have gotten used um, and we can <laughs> yeah. talk about some of the the unreleased stuff i do recall that there was a lot of songs that she recorded yes. around this time yeah, and they afterwards they, they leaked, a little bit and yeah there's, there's some good stuff out there well speaking of leaks let's talk about that because music was i believe the first victim of an internet leak where the entire album got released like a month before the uh album was released and when american life came out madonna decided oh, to the what what the fuck do you think you're doing yeah. that was it yes that was brilliant <laughs> and she she purposely threw tracks out on the internet that just had those words um and then i believe during the stream so mtv i believe did a stream of the album but included those things throughout the songs so throughout oh. the songs you'd hear her say these things like what the fuck do you think you're doing and there's a couple other things that she said but um it would happen a couple times throughout the song so that you couldn't just record oh she could rip it off and then sell it on wow i never knew that that's brilliant but someone still i believe and i don't know if this was promotional or if it really happened but someone hacked madonna.com and uh put the entire album out on there without without the what the fuck do you think you're doing and they and they labeled the page so it looked like this generic 8-bit page where it said this is what the fuck i think i'm doing and they posted a link to the album where they could download it so they was getting one over on her but i don't know if that was like in like a um intentional you know what i mean like a a marketing okay because it'd get people talking wouldn't it do you know what i mean and it's the way you're promoting it and yeah Back in them days, it wasn't easy to record from the internet, was it? Well, I didn't know how to do it. It also, the quality wasn't that great to yeah. record something off of streaming. Because, you know, back then, we're, you're still in the infancy of um, AOL. the internet. Yeah. <laughs> so there was still AOL. I believe broadband modems had been starting to come out, but it was still difficult to yeah. Yeah. Try, send that much information over... You know, so it's internet. not going to really stop you going out and buying the CD if you want it, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's like you still yeah. want to go to the C- um, the, sh- um, the record store, get the CD, hold it, look through the inlay and stuff. So I don't think it would have affected too many sales. So maybe you're right. Maybe it was like a marketing ploy. That would be genius. If it Could was. have been. I I don't I don't know. Maybe I'm just too cynical to think that that actually <laughs> happened. Like someone got away with doing that. Yeah. But again, in the infancy of the internet it wouldn't be difficult for someone to hack into an account like madonna.com. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, these days it would be a lot harder 
There's a lot of a lot more security. A lot of lessons have been learned over the what almost twenty years since this album came out. Yeah, yeah. And next year is the twentieth anniversary of American Life. Oh, yes, it will it came be out in two thousand three, right? Two thousand three, yes. Oh gosh, yeah. wow. <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> where's this time going? One of the things I found out was um, that the album was originally going to be called Hollywood. So it got me okay. to thinking, if if the album didn't have American in the title, how that would have affected the perception of the album within America. Because in the UK, what we kept hearing as fans is like, oh, the Americans are all boycotting Madonna because they think that she's um, unpatriotic or she's like taking the piss out of American life and things like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking if this, if it was called Hollywood, would it have put a different tilt on it? Do you know what I mean? Just the name of the album. She could have released American Life as the first single, but having American Life as the title of the album, I just thought it was quite an interesting... Right. And I think in some ways she was taking the piss out of America because she was pointing out the weakness in American society, which technically isn't necessarily an American flaw. It's a world flaw. Like everyone sees things that are shiny and new, so to speak, um, and think that they're better for some reason. And we tend to focus on the wrong things. So I think she was intentionally doing that, but you're, you're right. I think it's, it's was panned very negatively from Americans, uh, especially those who, don't even listen to our music. <laughs> yes, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking because American Life as an album, I don't think is anti-American. Maybe the first three songs, um, American Life, Hollywood, and I'm So Stupid, could mm-hmm. be put in that. But I think the rest of it is a very personal, very personal um, selection of songs where she's talking about Guy for a lot of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's all about her and Guy and and her children. Yeah, and her parents. I think the whole American life angle was an idea for an overall sort of like packaging, not packaging thing, but like a. Um, so remember, we had Ray of Light, which was the Earth Mother sort of um, angle. Then we had music, mm-hmm. and and you could tell music she was newly in love. And I always think music was an album where um, she'd taken inspiration from what Guy Ritchie likes, but not so much. Whereas American Life was very folk. He, obviously, he likes folk, very guitar-driven. He likes acoustic guitar and stuff like that. So I thought I think she was trying to prove something to him with the album, but then had to have the American Life slant on it um, just to have a cohesion. Well, I'm, I really do believe, listening to them tracks, that only the first three are, or could, or I deemed anti-American or anti um, even capitalism or things like that. I don't know what your thoughts are. I 100% agree with you. So I'm going to give my take on the album as a whole and then we can start getting into like each of the, the songs on there. But I, I totally agree. The first three songs are more of the um, idea of this American life and the problems within and I feel like in some ways she wanted to she wanted to make sure that statement was made in some yes. in some form or fashion. But 
<laughs> and then she did it with her first two singles <laughs> with American yeah. Life and Hollywood. <laughs> yes. Well, technically second and third single, but you know what I mean. Um, yes. And I'm so stupid, I think could fall into either of those categories. So that one kind of like toes the line of whether it's not, it's making a, um, a commentary on social culture and a commentary on her own personal life. These first three tracks do come across for me as a little pretentious from a millionaire superstar uh, making commentary on social culture about commercialism and seeing things in shiny and new to then turn around and do a commercial for Gap, a supporting, supporting music for the Estee Lauder perfume, the, um, the children's books. It's like, girl, if you're really talking about not being a, a, a victim or whatever of commercialism and you're so against that, then why are you doing all of these commercials for products for other people? So in the moment, I really didn't really catch on or latch on to things like that. But now looking back, it's kind of like, well, you just did a whole Gap commercial promotion. Yeah. And the, uh, the she used the song Hollywood because that's the one that really speaks to everyone wants to go to Hollywood. And I get that she she also said, well, you know, I'm also guilty of it. It's like, well, okay, you're conscious of it. And then you're going to continue. It's yeah. like... And, by, and, by, and by acknowledging it, they think they could get away with it. So just because you acknowledge something doesn't mean to say that what you're doing right. is absolved. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I think, I think th- for me, this is the last record that I feel like is a very um, adult pop written record. I think there's a lot of great written songs in there. But I don't know if, for me, the first two... I might argue the the first three, but I like I like the way I'm so stupid sounds because we get raspy Madonna back, but we'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a minute. But um, the first three songs to me don't have they don't have that kind of fullness uh, as far as songwriting goes. Yes, Doesn't mean they're, they aren't good that, songs yeah. that I like singing along to and like listening yeah. to. But are they? Do they have as deep as of a meaning as like intervention and yeah. easy ride? For me, no. But, but that's, they're not the songs that people um, focused on. So I think people focus on those first three songs. Exactly. makes sense because it's the first three songs on the album, but then didn't go, delve deeper into the rest of it. Exactly. exactly One yeah. other thing I wanted to say about this album as a whole is that um, I was thinking about it the other day and I came up with this thought that actually it's got... It, this might be a, a known thing or it, other people might think it, but it's got similarities to erotica in the fact that she just come with erotica she just come off um huge album like a prayer um i know we've got i'm in breathless immaculate collection and um a hugely successful tour and she was in the mood that she was invincible and she could experiment do whatever she want and it didn't land very well with yeah. a lot of people and it's similar with this one. She'd just come off with Ray of Light music and a hugely successful tour in the drum world and obviously GHB2. And then she was like, again, invincible. She was going to do what she wanted to do. And it, and it didn't land again with a lot of people. But these are the two albums that are massively fan favourites. And, and I believe that yeah. are her favourites as well. 
yeah, and I think what also added to that criticism was the timing. So mm-hmm. the U.S. just declared war. So uh, especially with the video. So if we, she chose American Life, the song, as the first single. I'm just for purposes of this podcast, I'm calling American Life the first single. Um, yeah. And she went through all this work and spent all this money making this what I would call an incredible video. I love the video. It takes place as a fashion show, but there's like soldiers with like bloody blown off legs crawling down the runway and um, Middle Eastern children walking around with their, their faces covered. And it was, um, there's a lot going on in the video and it was very relevant to the time of like what was happening. There was a, a George Bush impersonator, a Saddam Hussein impersonator. I think it probably came across as distasteful, especially among American citizens who care deeply about something like war with another country. I think the perception, the optics of, of people who aren't fans don't get that and they don't understand it. They just know that this is, for to them, this is just this singer kind of making light of a bad situation. And I think that hit people really hard and they're like, Mm-mm, we don't want anything to do with this. So before she released the single um, or the video, she went went back and they re-edited it. And now it's and now it's just her in the military uniform standing in front of a screen where there's a bunch of different flags flowing yes, in the background. Yes, and that's it. Now, do you do you think? I know um, we were told it was her decision to pull the video. Do you believe it was her decision, or do you think the record label said no? We are not. You're not putting this out because she obviously was with Jonas Arkland and made the video, and then would present it to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember the press release, or I don't know if it was a press release, but I remember her saying she was worried for her children's safety and all this and stuff. But thinking back now, I'm thinking maybe they just said no. This is not happening. I I think at the time she had a lot of power, so. I know that when it was originally talked about and when there was previews for it, I believe she said, this is how I interpret life and what's going on. And it's reflected in my art. And I I think she did make a statement like that at first, but then I don't know. I think someone convinced her. I think a lot of people came to her and was like, girl, don't do it. Don't do it. Um, And I, I believe, uh, Matt Lauer, who is now canceled, but he did an interview with her where he's like, well, you know, people could just say that you just didn't want to be canceled because <laughs> um, mm. the Dixie, Dixie Chicks had just made a comment when they were in the UK or something at this time oh, where yes, they said, they had it, I'm embarrassed from being from the same state as George Bush. And, and then, you know, next thing you know, that's the only statement they made. And, and that caused the whole backlash. I never knew backlash. what happened. So that, that was just from that statement. From that one statement, they got a bunch of CDs in like a, I don't know, a baseball stadium or something, and then steamrolled all of them over Dixie Chicks. they Chick were huge, CD. weren't they, in the US oh, at one yeah, point? For sure. Wow. Um, but once they made their stance public, a lot of people pulled back and they weren't as popular anymore after that. Mm. Um, and so I think there was this I think there was some fear of 
how bad would the backlash be? And I think, you know, maybe she did, you know, put it into perspective and did think about parents of, of soldiers who end up getting mm. killed in the war. Or and then they're watching hurt. this video of seeing soldiers being thrown around like the catwalk and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know the real reason. I, I have my own speculation of what happened, but I think it was probably a smart move to do yeah, at the time. In retrospect, definitely. Yeah. But what are your thoughts on the song itself? Um, I love it now. I absolutely adore it. Um, I don't, it's not a song I listen to often, but when I do, when I do hear it, um, I'm always pleasantly surprised. I think it's aged very well in my ears. I love all the live performances. Um, What's your favorite live power. performance? Oh, Reinvention Tour. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. When they're starting to start the, and stuff. The catwalk yeah. that goes into the middle of the audience. Uh, the, yeah. the, the catwalk that lowers from the ceiling. Yes. You don't even know, know it's there. The you, yeah. 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 You're brilliant. Um, yeah, and I know everyone used to moan about the rap and take the piss out of the rap and stuff, but I just think it's good. I just think it's funny. Nobody well, that's just... what it, I think she did it intentionally. That She wasn't saying like, oh, I'm going to be a rapper now. It was, I mean, it's not much different than what she did in Vogue. She's just rhythmically, rhythmically speaking. I don't mm. think she was trying to prove herself as a rapper, but I think people still perceived it that way. Um, and it was the content. I think it was the content. Yes. She was saying, I got a nanny and a, a blah, blah, And then people are saying, you're telling us you've got all this stuff, but you're against it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I don't think people could, could understand it. <laughs> yeah. I think it was supposed to be very tongue in cheek. Like, yeah. oh yeah, I'm, but, I'm down with the people, but let me tell you about everything I have. Yeah. Let me t- tell you about my jet. <laughs> but she always says um, that people don't get humor or her, or her irony. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So if, if she's prepared to put that out there, then she's got to be prepared for, prepared for people not to understand it or get yeah. it. Um, this was the return of brown hair Madonna. So yes. we had not seen brown hair Madonna since, well, Ray of Light she did, and she did some promotion with it, but it's good to see her with dark hair because it feels more natural, especially with this album. I feel it was very, um, I know when like a prayer came out, I envisioned her in the recording studio with dark hair. So the same thing for American life. I envisioned her in the studio with dark hair. And I, and she has said this in a, um, uh, in an interview before, but she had said something about darker hair just feels, makes her feel a little bit more grounded. Um, Versus blonde hair, where it's kind of like you go wild and have fun. Uh, so it was just good to see her with dark hair and the return of a beret. We hadn't seen a beret since uh, the Erotica album. Oh, true, um, yes. So, but, but she, when she was recording American Life, she was also in the play Up for Grabs. Did she have yeah. dark hair in Up for Grabs? No, was that, no, was that, she no? had the kind of die another day type hair. Right. It okay, was yeah. it was kind of like almost like shoulder length, but it was sort of curled in a, a certain fashion. It was a different look for her, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it was the same look she had when she was doing um, Die Another Day. Right. Okay. Oh, I forgot about Up for Grabs. Yeah, like that was her return to the stage. Theater. Yeah. 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 Um, and she did work with. Mirways again. So she worked with Mirways on the music album, and then she worked with him again on this album. 
but she also wrote songs with Stuart Price and uh, Monty Pittman, her guitar player. So Stuart Price wrote Ecstatic Process with her and Monty Pittman wrote Easy Ride with her, which is weird because I felt like it might have been the opposite because Mm. Stuart Price was very synth heavy. And if you listen to his remixes and all that, and then you hear Ecstatic Process and it's just... Oh, at the end when it goes crazy and it's like all those like... No, that's, that's Easy Ride. That's Monty Pittman. Monty Pittman did Easy Ride with her, and Stuart oh, Price did Ecstatic okay, Process yeah. with her. But Ecstatic Process started off as a dance track, didn't it? Did it? Yeah. I don't I think it started I don't off know as, that. And then they stripped it down. Okay. I'm, I'm, I've heard that over the years. I'm sure I've heard that over the years. I mean, I can believe it. I know she likes to play around with songs until she gets it the way mm-hmm. she wants it and the right way. But for for me, American Life, it's a, it's a great song. I... I still like it, even though I find contradictions in what she says in American Life and in Hollywood. But what I want to say about that, too, is I love the Head Cleaner remix of... American oh, my Life. gosh, I do, too. My favorite remix. Yes, and the, the same as Love Profusion. Then yes. Two, why did they work together more? That, is, that gave it a whole new dimension and a they whole new They could have done vibes. an entire album of just, yes. like, rock They could have just done the, the American Life yeah. remixed. Yeah. Instead of remix to revisit, it just should have just done like a remix album, American Live, and it would have been heaven. And I'm not a great rock fan, but oh my god, they yeah, they 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 yeah, they sorted them songs out, didn't they? But just back to the the video real quick. That was directed by Jonas Ackerlin. That was after he's done Ray of Light and music. he did music. It was great to see them working together again. But his work wasn't really didn't get to get appreciated the way it should have. Mm-hmm. She's always played bits of it. In a backdrop, so wasn't she? Do you know what I mean? So it's mm-hmm. never been completely forgotten. But um, even More now, recently. though, when you watch it, it, it's still powerful. It is really still powerful. It's not lost any of its power. So I think that's a testament to it. I love watching the video. I think it's yeah. I think it's a a work of art. Um, but I also liked seeing Madonna with dark hair. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, and she I'll... did look good. She did look really good. But then she got rid of the dark hair because then she did Hollywood. And I was disappointed when I saw there was another making of the video for Hollywood for MTV and she didn't have brown hair anymore. And I was like, it only lasted for one song. Yeah. Well, that's the same what happened for Like a Prayer, weren't it? She did Like a Prayer. True. And then she had to be Prayer Mahoney and then date Blonde for Express Yourself. Yeah, but at least there was a reason for it. Whereas I don't think there was necessarily a reason for it during American Life. No, no, that's right? true. Like she was, it wasn't she didn't hair, get it wasn't a movie a role. She, right, exactly. Um, so let's get into Hollywood, the single. Um, I like the track. I think it's great. It's it's a great pop song. Yeah. And the thing, actually, I was thinking about, I know I said earlier about Hollywood could be the title of the album, or could originally have been, but she's never really made it in Hollywood. So I always found, <laughs> <laughs> you know I, mean? I always found it quite interesting that maybe that's why she changed it. She went, "Oh, I can't call my album all Hollywood because everyone say the only Hollywood she's made is her album." <laughs> but, um, well, she's not going to call it Easy Ride because she won't admit that. No, not to be that's easy. easy. <laughs> <laughs> Although yeah, there's a true. lot of there's a lot of um, puns that could be made <laughs> without one. Yes, <laughs> she definitely doesn't want to call it "I'm So Stupid." <laughs> Yeah. Ecstatic Imagine. process would have been a good title. <laughs> that would have been good, but yeah, because she, yeah, that would have been good. Um, Hollywood for me is um, because we've just been talking about American Life and the rap. I, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was wise for her to 
to have the next track have all the push the button because I remember I've got at the time I've got friends who aren't Madonna fans and they would rip me a bit about it and say push the button don't push the button change the channel and I'm like okay that's cool like but it was an extension of the American rap in their eyes oh Madonna's now think she's a rapper well yeah I mean I I won't disagree but I would disagree that it's it's not um I don't think they're succeeding in their criticism <laughs> when they make <laughs> no, fun of you. No, for they were it. Just, you know what I mean? Just like criticize Madonna. That was it. Right. right. Now, do you have a favorite remix? Yes, Micronauts, without a doubt. Oh my gosh, I love that. When it goes, like really electro. Because remember, it was electro clash was around at the time. Especially, I don't know about in the U- in the US, but in the UK, um, that's the most similar genre of music I could, I could um, compare a lot of the American live tracks to. But this Micronauts one was insane. I think I like Stuart Price's remix, the yeah. Jacques Lacan's Thin White. Oh, uh, uh, and that's the mix. one of um, it's the, the one reinvention that one with the I believe it's the reinvention one. But I like, yeah, I like kind of like a shorter version of it. Um, mm. But I also like the there was a, a music mix that was done for the video, a remix video that was done. But it combined a few of the remixes together, okay. uh, which I thought that's the one I like too. I don't know what it's called, but it was officially commissioned and used for the video. It was never a commercially released. Released, yeah. Okay. Um, and so the video for this though, which I thought was, I don't know, I I kind of liked it. It didn't feel like a Jean Baptiste Mondino video, who had did her uh, "Open Your Heart." justify my love uh human nature it didn't feel like a jean baptiste mundino video though that was that was only my my feedback and i don't know if it was because it was a making of the video where i kind of saw behind the scenes i just kind of didn't necessarily i felt it i felt it looked a little cheap looking really but it was it was based on a lot of um both um was it paintings or photographs from the um, artist? I don't, Guy I don't Borden, yes, yes. Son so maybe then sued her for yes. ripping off his work. And, and if you do look at the the images compared to the video, it, it, oh, it they're is. like exact. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's, that's maybe why it didn't actually look like a John Baptiste um, video because he was trying to recreate something that already existed. Which yeah. is fine, you know what I mean? But usually she name checks name checks it, you know what I mean? Or says she was inspired by, or... But I think, yeah, the, I think the family got pissed and they, they weren't happy about that. They did, because they didn't get permission to... Yeah. So they settled out of court. So I believe that settlement means she doesn't have to really announce any wrongdoing or acknowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't have to do that. Uh, but that's probably why we have not seen Madonna work with Jean-Baptiste Mondino again. Oh, oh yes, interesting. Cost for money. <laughs> yes, um, yes, she doesn't like that, does she? Yeah. <laughs> She's very frugal. <laughs> yeah, um, there was a couple of like promotional performances of Hollywood, where she went on TV shows or on stage and on the record with MTV, which is a cool thing I do want to talk about. Um, but the most memorable live performance of Hollywood is when she opened up the 2003 Video Music Awards for MTV with kissing Britney Spears and Christina Aguilera during the middle of the song um, where they opened it up with like a virgin 
and then they went into Hollywood and Madonna rises during kind of like the um the wedding march and that always still gives me goose pimples when I see her rise up and then she has that smirk on her face and then everyone starts like applauding and standing up for her that was that's still like a good moment for me and I I do think Christina Aguilera got shafted during that just so they could show a reaction to Justin Timberlake which which she didn't even give a shit like it was so it was so stupid to cut to him during that moment because it's not what did you want what do you expect him to do put his face in his hands and cry he's, about he's it. watching a performance like, at the end of the day it's a performance so he's yeah. an artist himself he knows how these things work so exactly. he's not going to start crying in front of the camera and so yeah, Christina, Christina Aguilera got no yeah. <laughs> she got no news coverage she wasn't on any of the, <laughs> the the magazine covers um so I think she was a little bit miffed about that she's like I kissed Madonna too <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> What what are your thoughts on the song on the performances single? Um, I remember it was strange because American Life was the, was the first. I, I, did she do Tower Records in America? We don't have yes. Tower Records in the UK. Yeah, and, and she did HMV here, but it was in London. I was living in in, in Manchester, so I, I didn't have an opportunity to come and um, try and go and see her. So it was just it was just a strange era that she was. It felt she was more accessible, and I mm-hmm. thought that was because she was in the UK. And then I think there was t- maybe a, I'm shifting time, but when she was in the UK, there was pictures of her in magazines washing the car with Guy Ritchie and stuff like that. So, so I think that endeared her to a lot of the UK because like, oh, Madonna washing the car, that's okay. It was good because it, it put her back on the front page. It made her made as a fan it made us as fans think oh yeah she's still she's still there she's still interested in people and stuff but what really annoyed me is that it didn't do anything for the song in terms of like success emotion in yeah. terms of yeah it, it did loads for a brand i presume and britney's brand and stuff like that but people were still not buying the album or buying the song yeah agreed um so i don't know if it was the right choice as the second single uh, but I don't know. I'm I'm glad it was released as a second single. I'm glad it was released as a single because I think yeah. it was a, I think it was a good song. I, I I think if I were to choose singles from this album, um, I'm not sure what they would have been. But I don't even know. Why I'm bringing that. It doesn't even matter now. But I thought it was. <laughs> I no, thought it was it's a, interesting, isn't it? it? It's the one album where you think there's not many singles on there. To be honest, it's. I was listening to it last night, and it flows lovely. Do you know what I mean? But nothing stands out. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It, it, it's just like an a, it flows, which a lot of Madonna albums don't. There's always a standout for me on an album. Do you know what I mean? Or um, something yeah. that like wakes me up. Or whereas this one just seems to be on a constant. Yeah, I think this is the kind of album where you kind of want to listen to it from start to finish. Yeah, it's it, it doesn't. It's not that the songs aren't good and that they don't stand on their own, but there's nothing that's like when you hear the song and you're like, "Oh my god, yes, this I should, agree, yeah. this is this Madonna's going to be remembered for this song for the rest of her yes. life." But yeah, but in addition to Hollywood is when she started doing the Gap commercial with Missy Elliott, and oh, they well, did to get about this into the Hollywood Groove, which was yeah. a mashup of Into the Groove and hollywood which i remember when i first heard it and i first saw the commercial i was like 
these two songs do not match together well. Mm. <laughs> it just felt weird. It didn't feel natural, I felt. And again, the, the whole thing about American life and Hollywood is about being subject to American commercialism or commercialism in general and it's like but you're making a, a fucking gack commercial where you're trying to sell jeans like do you, you get feel, those jeans like, <laughs> right you, i don't know i think it well, worked well in the context of the tour when the song was performed but yes, it wasn't and I do love that with the sticks and stuff into, yeah i don't think it was performed as get it wasn't performed as get into the hollywood groove hollywood but she did yo, keep just... the chorus of it wasn't the the straight chorus of into the groove. No, it was, because um, she saying it's get into the groove. Let me let me show you some moves. Let me teach you some moves. Oh, moves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was it. But well, you know, I'm just start Wayne, um, because Missy Elliott actually did a remix of American Life, so maybe that was like um, I'll remix your album. Yeah, I'll yeah. remix your album if you um come on this gap advert with me, or I don't know how it works in in Hollywood and stuff like that. But it was yeah. just a bit like iffy. It was just a bit weird. Oh, and I forgot to mention, she also um, appeared on Will and Grace, an episode of Will and Grace. Oh, yeah. During this time. And she had brown yeah. hair, but she wore a blonde wig, and it was a, a really bad wig. wig. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but what I hate about this is, so I think this was season four of Will and Grace, and what I hated about that is um, this was one of those bonus episodes where it was a 45 minute long episode versus a half hour long episode and usually what would happen is when dvds are released of the um television shows they would include the extended version of the episode but in this instance from season four on through all the rest of the will and grace dvd releases they did not do the 45 minute episodes they only they only reshowed the um the 30 minute version of the episode so there's a couple scenes that are cut out um and the one scene that's cut out is where grace runs into karen and madonna at a bar and they talk about how madonna has two people under her uh but that's not included in the half hour episode so that part is cut out so there's a whole scene that madonna's in that's not included like on the dvd version but i'm sure you can find it online somewhere Oh, I'll have to check that out. I never knew that. Then. Oh, that's one thing as well that I, I got from my researchers. Yeah. So when they pulled the video from American Life, they also pulled the interview with Megan Mullally, is it? Karen yeah. from Will and Grace on VH1. They didn't so pull they pulled the interview. It. No, they um, postponed it and then put it on like three weeks later. Because right, was that's true. About, yeah, uh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah, originally yeah. supposed to air at a certain point with the video. but That then... was it, yes. I think they they re-edited it, and I I can't remember if they still showed it on the same night or if they held back for like another week or something so they could re-edit maybe the discussion and take out her talking about yeah. like anything. Yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, but yeah, Madonna was a professional in the music industry on the episode, but she yeah <laughs> in the eighties, in nineties, <laughs> and I think that was a, a really cool like reference to her being you know, really popular in the eighties and the nineties. Um, yeah. basically she was the, she helped 
make the 80s and 90s compilation compilation yes series. <laughs> 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 cut to me yes um, <laughs> that's the first time i ever heard that expression to be honest really <laughs> <laughs> uh but back to the album i'm so stupid is the third track on the album and the reason why i like this so i like this song for one reason and one reason only we get mm-hmm. raspy Madonna. Like Madonna kind of like scream singing a song. And the last time I feel like we've heard that was in Love Song from Like a Prayer. So at the end when she goes, don't try to tell me what your enemies taught you. But in this one, and she's like, leading up to nothing. And then she like screams the last part. And that's the reason why I love this song. Uh, okay. That makes sense. That does make sense. But I know a lot of people don't like this song. I like it. I just don't like that she says "fuzzy dream." Is it the first? It's not the first fuzzy dream, is it? It's um. Is this? How many fuzzy dreams has she had? She's had quite a few. <laughs> I know it comes up again in Miles Away. Yeah, and then there's a song know that was ever released, um, "Broken." Woke up okay. from a fuzzy dream. Um, but that might. Uh, this might That's have been the first. This might have been the first fuzzy dream she had. I'm so stupid was supposed to be part of the reinvention tour. So there's some leaks of rehearsals, and I believe I'm so stupid was part of it. But then it got cut. It was supposed to be after American Life. Um, oh yes, because on yeah. um, I'm going to tell you a secret. Yeah, she sing a little bit she's of it. performing. Yeah, yeah. But yes, if you yeah. if you find the leaked. Um, rehearsals of Reinvention Tour, it's on there. And then she was also supposed to do Dress You... Well, when we talk about Reinvention Tour, we'll talk about that, but she was also supposed to do Dress You Up, and then she replaced it with Material Girl. What are your thoughts on I'm So Stupid? I like the song, but I just don't like the title. I don't like... I'm... I just It just, it just doesn't... I'm so stupid. I, I think she could, she could have done something better than that. Yeah. That's the one thing I thought was a bit like... I felt like the first time she was being um again and i all keep talking about the guy richie influence and i feel like she was trying to tell him that she's she's not that person that she used to be she's not the famous person that he's against mm-hmm. i'm not saying that i know he, he was against her but i can imagine him saying oh it's all oh it's all a bit wanky this isn't it love but she said, yeah, but I was so stupid before. I used to love the fame guy. Now, you, you know what I mean? I, I feel yeah. like she's she's pandering to him a lot on this album. I think this is one of the songs where she's doing it. I think she's trying to, I think she's speaking to him rather than the fans. And I feel like at the same time, he's probably laughing at her for it. You know what I mean? I like he's like, because I think in his mind, he doesn't, he doesn't care about that all that stuff. No. So there's really nothing to prove to him yeah. to show me that you don't just don't do you, you know it's it's more of like, you know, when someone says something and then when they do something, you you're really basing you, you can't rely on just words themselves. You have to look at the behaviors of people. And yeah. if you're someone like Madonna and you're like, Well, I don't care about materialism, I don't care about all that stuff. Uh, look i'll write a song about it but yes but then follow it up by doing a gap commercial and 
yeah. writing books and appearing on all these TV shows, going on tour, making all this money so that you can buy an estate in the UK. It's like it it comes across uh, a little hypocritical. And I think for him, he probably found humor in that and she probably didn't appreciate that, which is probably why they didn't last very long. <laughs> because I think I think she's someone that like once she's into something, she's into it as long oh, as gosh, yeah. she has Not the mutual down, respect yeah. back to her. So yeah. I think she was really into him until I feel like she probably didn't have the mutual respect back. I'm sure that there's a lot of speculation about why that relationship didn't work. I'm not going to speculate on it because I don't, I honestly don't really care. But I, what I did want to speak to is the fact that this album and everything with it being American life, but she was living in the UK. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so in the UK, we, I said this earlier, I think, but it was almost like she discarded the US and like, wait, they, your biggest audience. Yeah, you come to this little country in the UK, which obviously is a big audience for her as well. But it was almost like abandonment. How did you feel as a fan living in the in the US when she moved to the UK? Oh, I didn't. That didn't bother me. No. Okay. But I think it. Again, I think it bothers non fans more so than it bothers yeah. fans. Yeah. Like I as a well, I as a human being don't give a shit. Go live wherever wherever you want to live. I don't care. Mm. Um. But I think it, it was that whole like Dixie Chicks thing, right? It was criticizing America when you're not in America. So okay. it was almost like Madonna having this criticism and this social commentary about America when she's not living in America. And uh, I mean, it makes sense for her to do that because, well, I have lived in America and now I live in the UK. And so now I can, com- I have a comparison and, you know, I'm not going to have – not that – and I don't think her criticism on America was was wrong or horrible. It's not like she said Americans are dumb and stupid and I don't want to live amongst them anymore or they're be- beneath me or below me. It was I have a new relationship and this is – I I want to invest in that and live in this country and experience something different. I don't think it was so much – as a slight to America as some people might perceive it to be again, non fans. But then I don't know the timeline, but did she not move to the UK when George Bush got elected? And then didn't she move to Lisbon in Portugal when Trump got elected? She never, I never spoke thought about, about it. that. Mm. So yeah. she never actually expressed it um, in an interview or anything like that. But if you, I don't think she's never said that specifically. Like that's no, why she's she hasn't leaving. Yeah. I mean, for Portugal, it said it was for her son's football, and football, stuff, yes. football yeah. or, or soccer career, and for the other reason. I but I never, I guess I never really thought about that. But she was living in the was she, wait was she living in the U.S. like when George Bush became president? I can't remember. I'll have to look it up. Maybe not the second time, but it, uh, I mean, maybe she wasn't living in the U.K. during the first time he was elected, but. She was during the second time, mm. I believe. Okay. Yeah. But she's back now, I think. Oh, she is. She moves around so much. She moves around so much now. It's like, I don't even know if she owns a house anymore. She probably just rents because she never stays put. No, wait, she did. Didn't she buy the weekend's house? Yeah, but she's selling that. Oh. She's selling that for profit. That was in the, um, I don't know, some rich part of America. I don't, I don't even know. 
where it's like all LA. I believe it was probably LA. Is it LA? It's like a private place where it's all like um I don't even know. I don't know, I don't know where she lives. I don't I know where she lives in London. I've been past her house a few times and stood outside. Yeah, I don't think I've no, no. ever been by any of her residences. Like ever. So um I don't know. I for me person for me as a fan, that stuff is not necessarily something I I care about or seek out. I know it's I know it's there and mm. if I happen to be passing by, I'll be like, Oh, that's Madonna's house. But I don't yeah. think I would be like, Okay, let me wait out here and see if she maybe she'll come out like I don't know. Maybe uh, in the I'll moment. I'll tell you what I, I did like once, that, though, Wayne. Do you what? remember the punch bowl? What her and um guy owned. Yes. So my uh-huh. friend, my friend came to visit me in London. Came to London to visit me. Um. So I said, I'll take to Madonna's pub. So we went there, and as we went in, the person behind the bar said, um, oh, we've um, you've only have time for one drink because we've got like a private party later. So I was like, oh no, that's fine. So we had a look round, had one drink, left. And then it was only Guy Ritchie's birthday. So, like, and half an hour after he'd left, Madonna had arrived. I'd seen pictures, like, online and stuff, that she'd arrived half an hour after he'd left. Oh, wow. If we would have put two and two, two, and two together and realised it was Guy Ritchie's birthday, they would have thought, that's the private party, obviously. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you missed her by mere moments. Yeah, I could have I could have hidden in the toilet, but I'm sure yeah. she gets it all sweeped. <laughs> well, even if you were still there and when they kicked you out, when she arrived... Yeah. You may have gotten a glimpse. I know. Oh, well. Okay. Love Profusion. Love Profusion was the last single. The The cover art reminded me of the video a little bit, and we'll talk about the video in a minute. Um, but Madonna's not on the cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will again say the Head Cleaner remix for me is the best remix. Amazing. 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 Yes. Like they reinterpreted the song and they restructured the in song. In a way that had not happened since Shep Pettibone right. in the eighties. Yeah. They redid the whole song. And it made sense. So yes. um it give it its power that you needed, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah definitely. And so he, here's my thing about the I love the song. I feel like this song in particular is probably the most overproduced song on the record the the album version because yes. there's like all these different layers of things happening like paper tears or or something like that there's just like so much happening i'm like you don't need all this for the song this mm. song is a well-written song so i feel like you have the verse you have the chorus you have the music that can go over it we don't need all this extra shit um because it's distracting me from enjoying the song so that's kind of why I don't even listen to the album version of the song anymore. I listen to the yeah, Head Cleaner yeah. remix yeah, because that, for, for me, that is the ultimate version of the song, is the Head Cleaner remix. What about the lyrics? Again, another rumour, um, which is similar to um, Bedtime Story. You know, when Bjork wrote the lyrics and people say, she was she was saying, let's get unconscious on E rather than let's get mm. unconscious, honey. So then there's also... I got Jew under my skin. I got Jew under my skin. Obviously, because now we're in Kabbalah land with Madonna now as well. So, but do you think it was just interpreted that way because of the way she's saying "you"? I got you. I got you under my skin. But because she's I saying got, "I got you," I got because you. the lyric isn't "I got Jew." It's "I've got, I got you." You, yeah. 
Um, yeah, and I I remember people were saying that they were saying, "Oh, she's saying she's Jewish because she's got Jew under her skin," mm-hmm. and is Jew is 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 Jew an appropriate term to use? I don't uh, even know. <laughs> is that considered yeah, I'm sure a? It is. is that considered? Uh, a oh, slur. oh gosh! Yeah, we need to ask someone, don't we? <laughs> um, no, Jew. Um, I, I, I'm okay. not. Yeah, I'm a Christian and I'm not a Jew. I'm just living out the American dream. So we can link it back to okay. she said Jew in American life, and then she rip, and then people were saying, oh, she's saying Jew again in yeah in confusion. Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily. I never heard that, and that thought never entered my mind until other people said it. Yeah, same here. Same it. here. I never. I. It was just like what someone brought up. I was like, oh gosh, yeah. Oh, she does sound like that. Yeah. Same with um, bedtime story. I was like, oh. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's not something that. But then it's not like Madonna not to capitalize on it, is it? Do you know what I mean? It's like. Yeah. That's another one as well. Um, that just came to me. I was reading something the other day or the month about American Life, and someone said it. She sings American Lie. American Lie. I mm. live the... Do you know what I mean? But then... Oh, gosh. This, this all... I think uh, people are reading a lot into it. Into stuff that doesn't need to be read into. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Um, what I do want to talk about is the video. This, this, to me, is like the weird sequence of events for me for this video. So... The song was used for a commercial for Estee Lauder's Beyond Paradise fragrance. And, okay, the commercial, I can't remember which came out first, the commercial or her video, but I remember being in the movie theater because they were showing this 30-second commercial in movie theaters first for whatever reason. But um, I had a reason to go see a movie, and I remember them showing it. And I just remember th- thought it was kind of um, this weird, the way this woman was dancing on the set. And uh, I mean, it looked visually s- cool and everything. There's a lot of CGI. And then the video came out and I'm like, wait, Madonna's doing the same exact dance and movements that this woman did for the commercial. And it, it looks exactly the same. And mm. for me, that was... To me, for for Madonna, that would be a no-no. Like, no, I don't want to do the exact same thing that somebody else is doing. And this was, like, it was literally like a shadow. It, it was almost like a deep fake. Like, you could superimpose. Yeah. Like, Madonna was superimposed. So, for me, I don't, I don't like this video for uh, uh, a few reasons. I think it looks cool. I like the CGI and I think it looks cool, but I don't like that the commercial came out first because I feel like the commercial came out first. I don't like that it, the commercial came out first and that it it's an exact copy of what yes. the person in the, the commercial does. Regardless if the video came out first or the commercial came out, I don't like that it's the same exact thing. And then I don't particularly like the way she looks in the video. I think she's wearing I don't, her, yeah. she's wearing just like your mom going to the PTA type clothes. And she's and, dancing a bit like just, uh, yeah. Yeah. And this was also around the time where she was promoting her books, the books, the books that she wrote. Yes. Oh, and let me just point out the video was directed by Luke, uh, 
Besson, who had done a lot of things like The Professional. Um, was she in a film as well, what he did? And she was the queen or something in a cartoon film. This yeah, around the same time. yeah, yeah. Uh, it came out a couple years later. That film came out in 2007, and she voiced – it was for Arthur and the Invisibles. Invisibles, yes. Yeah. Yes, um, but Luc Besson, like, he's known for La Femme Nikita, The Fifth Element, like all these um, really cool films. And then it comes out – and then this video comes out where it looks visually stunning with the CGI and stuff, but it's so – it just didn't feel like one. It didn't feel like his work, and two, it didn't feel like Madonna's work. So for mm-hmm. me, I it it made the song less interesting to me. So again, I still focus on the head cleaner remix of the video, and I imagine my own video in my head. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I agree. <laughs> I completely agree with you, Wayne. Definitely. And also, um, even her face when she's in that video. Give us some face. Do you know what I mean? It mm-hmm. seemed washed out and, and like hair was just like just needed a good styling or something. She looked very And she always does this with her dress. Whenever she wants to be taken seriously or like she, I think she first did it with Lips to Tell with that dress. And then she does it again with um uh what's the one? Um this used to be on my playground. Mm-hmm. And then she does it again, it's like don't just put a dress on and then we're gonna be you know I mean you can't erase American life just because you put a dress on and I'm like, <laughs> I was flying on your head. <laughs> she, looked, she looked very pedestrian in this, yeah. in this um, video. And I, I don't know. It just didn't, I don't feel like it fit. But then again, I suppose the reactions from American life, she, well, also, uh, well, hold on. Apologies, I don't mean to cut you off, but I also want to go back to other visual images that we saw. Number one, Craig McDean, who did the entire photo shoot for American Life um, album, which I hate the album cover art. (laughs) We didn't even get into that yet, but I don't like the cover art and I don't like the inside. I don't like the special edition with the stamps. I or how they used her body positions to create the word American. I I hated that. And this was. the second album where she did not include the lyrics to any of the songs, which I, I don't know as a, as a fan of anybody, I, I love it when lyrics are included. So I'm not singing the wrong thing and I don't want to have to look it up. But it's to look at on the way you wanna... home on the bus. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but I like his, uh, I like Craig McDean's other photos that he did where she has like the, the dark eye makeup and she's wearing the leather jacket. Those, I think she looks incredible and stunning. Um, but she also did that W magazine cover with with Stephen oh, Klein. Yes, we'll talk about that when we talk about reinvention tour because that's yeah, that's yeah. like a huge one. But you look at these these striking images, and even in um, Hollywood, while I may not necessarily um, think that the video looks very expensive or or I felt like it kind of looked cheap or whatever, she had some really great looks in it. And so it's like you're seeing her with these very stunning, very striking looks through the promotion so far. And then you come to this video and it's just like, I have to make this video. So I'm showing up on my way to a book signing for one of these children's books. And and I'll just shoot this video real quick. That's what it felt like to me. Yeah. And she could could have done that in what, two hours? Just walked down and just (laughs) lip synced and moved her arms around, laid down the floor (laughs) and stuff. So... 
yeah, it, it, it felt completely phoned in. It was the first time, probably yeah. in her career, that I've seen a video where it was like, um, even who's that girl? She put much more effort in. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? And that was like intercut with like clips from the film and things like that. So yeah, so yeah. Maybe I wasn't. Luke Besson is not the best person for her. <laughs> Stephen Klein should have just come she in. Just and the advert? Why? What, what, what I couldn't understand. Why get a model to do Estee Lauder's perfume or just, something? Just when, use when Madonna. That was there already. Just use Madonna. I would have rather I mean, seen. They didn't want to pay her. They, they didn't want to pay yeah. her, did they? Probably so not. maybe that's what it was all, all about. Maybe they did it first, hoping that they would pick it up, and then like, no, I'm not paying her fee. We'll we'll yeah use a model. But it, also, with the the video was filmed the same day as the commercial. Was it? Yeah. Uh, there you so go, this then. is just like it, it was just a weird promotional thing. Again, going back to the commercialism and everything, it's just such such a weird choice. Mm-hmm. Don't trip the station or change the channel just yet. Stay tuned for part two, where we will finish discussing American life. Please be sure to like, subscribe, rate, and review the Madonna Get Together on your favorite podcast streaming platform. And be sure to follow on Instagram at Madonna Get Together. Until then, my beautiful strangers.